Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm the founder of digital agency Exposure Ninja. We're all about helping our clients generate more leads and sales online. And that's exactly what this show is all about. Today, we're talking about one of the more operational components of that, getting buy-in and even ambitiously excitement about the marketing strategy that you're proposing. This can be getting buy-in from your boss, but it can also mean getting buy-in from other people in the organization that you want to get involved in your digital marketing campaigns. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing All right, picture this. You send the website that you've been working hard to produce with a dev team over the last six months to your CEO the day before it's due to go live. They've never really offered much feedback or support to the marketing, so you're not really thinking that they're going to have much to say about this, but you think it's a nice thing to do, a bit of a professional courtesy. Except they do have opinions on it big opinions. And these opinions are so big, they pretty much unapprove the whole thing and send it all the way back into design phase. By the way, this isn't some made up scenario. This is something that we have seen as a company that works with clients on their websites time and time again. And it may or may not have something to do with us producing this video to try and help clients get buy-in on their websites and their digital marketing before it gets all unapproved on the day before release. So how can you stop this type of thing from happening? Well, the first step to getting your entire organization excited about your marketing plans and to remove these annoying last minute changes is to think about the who of who you need to get excited. Not the band. I mean the people and the roles in the company that you need to target with your sort of secret internal marketing plan to get them bought in. Which could be the who if you're marketing the band, but you're probably not. So anyway. It's important to get buy-in from everyone who's going to be involved in either the marketing strategy or signing off on this. These people are known as stakeholders. And identifying the stakeholders up front is going to make it much easier to get sign-off when the time comes. Of course, as you're building your marketing strategy, you're going to want to make these stakeholders feel involved so they feel like they've been on the journey with you rather than seeing something completed at the end and reacting, ah, I don't know what this is and I don't like some of it. Now, a bit of advice here. When most people think about stakeholders, they generally just think about the person above them. But actually, sometimes it makes sense to think about other people across the organization that they're going to have to get buy-in from. We've also seen cases where the marketing manager's boss is bought in, but maybe there's some adjacent team like the sales team or even the CEO who still have the power to derail things last minute and force everyone to start from scratch on launch day. So typically when you're thinking about who the stakeholders are, you're going to want to think about anyone in sales, anyone in the product team, CEO and senior leadership team. Of course, not all stakeholders are going to need to be involved in every single thing that you do. But before you start any initiative, it's really important to identify who are the specific stakeholders for this thing that we're planning on doing that we need to get buy-in from. Then it's a really good idea to involve these people early. And in fact, to let them know ahead of time that you're going to be involving them to make sure that they're mentally prepared to give you feedback. Springing a marketing strategy on someone last minute when they've got no context or preparation doesn't necessarily work and might mean that they just immediately approve it because they haven't spent the time to look through it and they actually don't know what they're looking at it for. 
people's time is precious. So it's a good idea to explain to them why you're involving them and exactly what you want feedback on. Another thing to recognize is that everybody sort of acts from a what's in it for me perspective. Let's say that you want to involve the head of product. Well, you want to explain to that head of product that the reason that you want them involved in the marketing strategy planning from early on is because you want to make sure that you're emphasizing the aspects of the product that are going to be most beneficial to customers. That's going to affect performance of their role because if the company is selling more of their product, that's going to look really good on them. Likewise, if you want to involve the sales team in your marketing, but traditionally you found it quite difficult to get the sales team engaged, well, you might want to explain to head of sales or head of commercial that the reason that you want to involve them in the marketing strategy is so that you can help them get the best quality leads imaginable so that they can close as many of them as possible and smash all of their targets. So once your stakeholders are bought in with the reason for their involvement and they know what's in it to them, next up is actually pitching your marketing strategy to these stakeholders. Now, this might not be a formal pitch. You may only pitch to your manager or your management team, but you'll likely still be sharing information with these other stakeholders. So it's a sort of mini pitch. Now, of course, the key 20 pitch is exactly the same. Remember who you're pitching, what their incentives are, and make sure that your pitch is aligned with their own incentives. You want to be able to explain why the marketing plan, the channels, the website that you're building is closely aligned with their incentives and helps them get to their goals. Of course, you wanna focus on the most important information, but it's good to have a bit of detail in the backup so that if they've got any follow-up questions, you're able to nail these. Typically, we find the things that these groups most wanna focus on is gonna be the ROI of the marketing activity, how quick results will happen, and the total cost of this work. And cost can be both financial, but also their time. Will they need to be involved? Or will this strategy actually save them time by handling a piece of their work or preventing them from having to do something that's quite time consuming in their role at the moment. You don't need to go into the nitty gritty here, particularly, I'm gonna say it, if you're talking to sales teams. Let's say that you want your company to invest more in their video or their SEO strategy. You might say something like, leads that come in through videos are 50% more likely to convert. So this is why we're focusing our marketing on our new video marketing strategy. And just like any pitch, you're gonna to want to identify the potential objections up front and make sure that you've got convincing answers for all of these as well. Another tip is when you're pitching your strategy to make sure that you've got some key areas where you can be flexible. Of course, you don't wanna go into these pitches and end up with a completely different strategy once all the feedback has been actioned. But if you've got some key areas where you actually want the stakeholders advice or feedback or perspective, it can be really useful to get their buy-in if they can see that you're taking their feedback and implementing it. So thinking of these objections and how you're gonna handle them ahead of time can be a great way to get buy-in. Let me give you an example. So we were working with a large multinational company on rolling out an SEO strategy. We knew that one of their objections would be how they get buy-in for this SEO strategy across all the different divisions, across all the different locations. So we had designed a plan where we would create videos explaining the strategy that they could then send to all these different stakeholder groups in order to get buy-in. We knew that this would handle the objection that all of these different companies are on different time zones, different working patterns, and getting everyone in the same room would be almost impossible. So we were able to handle that objection up front, which made it as easy as possible to get everyone bought in on that strategy. Here's a little bonus tip for you. If you've been successful at pitching a marketing campaign or strategy in the past, but you didn't get the results that you wanted, it can be a really good idea when you're pitching the next thing to go back to that previous example and explain why you didn't think it worked. Don't be afraid to bring up the mistakes from last time and your plan for how to avoid them this time. That can be much more reassuring to your audience than letting the previous unsuccessful attempt sort of hang over like a dark cloud. 
All being well, of course, your most important stakeholders will be bought into your marketing strategy and they'll want to see it succeed. Of course, if they're truly engaged, they will probably have some feedback and suggested changes that they want to see you implement or at least consider before finalizing the strategy and bringing it to the whole company. I'll explain how to take that feedback and build those changes into your plans, as well as how to track and measure the performance over time in just a second. But first, a word from our sponsor, Exposure Ninja our agency. If your digital marketing isn't quite going the way that you're hoping, but you're determined to make this year a really solid year for your growth, then we have some free help for you. We offer a service called the free website and digital marketing review, where one of our expert team will analyze your website and your current digital marketing efforts. We'll take a look at what's going really well for you, but also some of the areas that you might be able to grow further and improve and tweak. We'll take a look at what your competitors are doing to grow and also what they're not doing so well that you might want to exploit. We'll take all of this information and put it into a video that we'll send to you via email, usually within two to three working days. Did I mention this service is free of charge? So all you need to do to request it is go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. That's ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Some of the world's largest companies have requested help in this way, so you're in very good company. It's probably one of the best things that you can do for your marketing today. ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Okay, on to applying feedback. You've presented your plan and you can see that your stakeholders are engaged because they've got lots of lovely feedback for you. Typically, this feedback falls into one of a few categories. You might have less budget than originally thought, your stakeholders may want you to prioritize something different, or they might want to change your plan in some way. Or if they're really engaged, all of the above. But of course, your strategy wasn't exactly thrown together for fun. You did it with the business's best interests in mind. So it's likely that you'll need to change a few things. Also be aware that some stakeholders just like to give their feedback and input to make themselves feel involved. They mean well, they want to be connected to the project, but we get that it's not always helpful. Usually, not every piece of feedback needs to be action to the letter. Perhaps, for example, someone suggests that actually investing more money in Google Ads doesn't make any sense because they never click on the ads. Well, you know from your data and Google's $168 billion of search ad revenue that in fact people do click on the ads. So taking this piece of advice at face value really wouldn't help anyone. So it might be better instead to prove that this part of your plan is crucial. For example, by providing statistics and data or showing examples of competitors that are doing really well through running Google Ads. For example, using a tool like SEMrush to see how their ad spend has improved over time. Now, if you're really savvy, you may wanna spend some time understanding where this piece of feedback has come from. Yes, just because they don't click on the ads may be the reason that they're giving, but maybe in a previous role or previously in their current role, they had experimented with Google ads and it hadn't worked particularly well. Or perhaps they're worried that this strategy is gonna take up more of their or their team's time. We find it's very rare for a stakeholder to give feedback just for the sake of being a nuisance or being difficult. Most of the time, they just want the company to succeed but they have a different vision for what that looks like. So as long as you keep that in mind and find a way to demonstrate that you've taken that feedback on board, but actually you still think that your plan is the right one, you can usually find a way to compromise and help this thing succeed. After you've been through all of this process, you're gonna finally have a plan that has been signed off by key stakeholders. It's now time to share it with anyone else who might be impacted. The key is always explaining the reasoning behind any piece of your strategy that's gonna impact that person. Let's say, for example, that you want to get on some calls with the sales team to identify your customers' most frequently asked questions 
because you want to build some content on your website about this. Well, rather than just saying to your sales team, hey, what are the most frequently asked questions that customers ask? You might find that you get some pretty average answers to that type of question. Whereas instead, if you explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, i.e. to generate some better quality leads and to make sure people's objections are handled before they get to the sales team, you're going to find that they're much more engaged and much more willing to invest their time in helping you. Or maybe you're offering a deal or promotion on your services. The delivery team needs to know about this and they need to understand any promotions that you're running. Otherwise, they may end up sharing the wrong information with those customers. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Yes, it takes a lot more time explaining why you're doing things and what the benefits are of those things to each person that you come in contact with. But it's the way to ensure that everyone who you talk to is really bought in and understands and backs you with your plan. Okay, so stakeholders are bought in, the people that you're working with are bought in. Now it's time to start tracking your success metrics. Data can be your friend here and it can help you sell the benefits of what you're doing to the other people in your organization. We would typically build in the KPIs or the metrics that we're going to be tracking as part of the strategy initially. That means the stakeholders are bought in with the KPIs and the success metrics that we're tracking against. Usually we like these success metrics to be as closely related to the business's goals as possible possible. So leads and sales volumes, number of conversions and ROI are pretty good place to start because they mean something to everyone in the company. One thing that can really help is sometimes it's worth tracking more data for the parts of your plan that got the most pushback. That way you can hopefully prove that it was a worthwhile investment and that can buy you credibility in future situations where you want to do something that maybe some of the stakeholders don't agree with. It can also be worth involving your stakeholders in the analysis of this performance data as well, explaining what's going really well, but also what's not going so well and showing them that you're ready to make changes based on the data and based on what the feedback is showing you. This can build huge credibility and confidence with those stakeholders that despite building a plan, you're willing to make changes and be adaptable. Being willing to die on a hill for the cause isn't generally one of the characteristics of the most effective marketing managers. Much better to run some stuff, test it, get the results and iterate, particularly given that most of the digital marketing channels we're using these days are based on algorithms and those algorithms are constantly changing. Your strategy and your approach needs to reflect this. So I hope you're leaving this video with a bit more confidence in pitching your strategy across the organization and getting everyone bought in or even excited. If you're struggling with your strategy or you're struggling to get buy-in, sometimes it can be really useful to have the opinions of some third-party experts. Wink, wink. So feel free to request a digital marketing review from ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and we'll make some suggestions on where we think you should be focusing on. We've had feedback from clients that this is a really useful tool to then take to stakeholders or management to either secure bigger budgets or to secure some backing for the areas that they really know they need to be working on. Until next time, see you soon.